0: Support comes from Austin Water, helping residents reduce water use while protecting Austin's precious resource during the drought conditions with MyATX Water, providing near real time water use data, tips, and leak alerts. More at AustinWater.org.
1: From KUT and KUTX Studios.
0: Hey there. Welcome to this song the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives and give us a glimpse into their creative process. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and this week on this song we'll be hearing from the Austin band Zeta Jewel. But before we get started, I want to make sure you know that we here at Team This Song, we are looking for stories of life-changing musical experiences, specifically your story. We're going to make a second listener episode. The first one came out about a month ago. You should totally go check it out. So, if you have a tale of a song that transformed some part of your being, we would love to hear it. Just record your story to a voicemail and send it to us at this song at kutx.org. We can't wait to hear from you. And now to Zeta Jewel. Zeta Jewel is a duo comprised of Megan Carney and Matt Sheffer. They're based here in Austin, Texas, and they are the artist of the month here at KUTX. KUTX is of course the radio station in Austin where we make this podcast. Every month we feature a local Austin band. We play their music on the radio. We have them do a session in Studio 1A, which is our live performance studio. We have them come in and do a guest DJ session for our My KUTX series. We have them come in for a this song, like I said, We, like, focus on a band for a whole month. And so basically for the month of November, we have been all about Zeta Jewel. We chose them, obviously, because we dig their music. We've been playing their song No Thank You off their new EP, Always Looking Up. And you guys, this EP, it's filled with interesting electronic pop music, music that's experimental and accessible, weird, yet hooky, which, if you know me you know, is a combo that I'm very into. And this EP, it was recorded and mixed entirely on their phones. Yeah, you heard me right. Zeta Jewel recorded an entire EP on their phone. But it doesn't sound like it was recorded on a phone. It sounds like something that was recorded in a studio, which is just really cool. I spoke to Megan and Matt the same day that they recorded their My KUTX guest DJ session, and I spoke to them separately, so you'll hear Megan first and then Matt. But they both told me about songs that blew their minds and opened them up to the possibilities of what they could do with music.
1: I think that my life dramatically changed um, around the time uh, I was I was about 25, and someone had compared one of the songs that I had written to a song by Kate Bush, and he said, "Uh, wow, you must really like Kate Bush. And I said, who's that? It's the song called Running Up That Hill, open parentheses, a deal with God, close parentheses. (laughs) So I just remember, I mean, we did have internet at this time. This was, you know, in like 2011, I think. And so I immediately went to YouTube because that's where I discovered a lot of music at the time. And um, I just typed in Kate Bush running up that hill. And of course, like not only was the music playing, but the video was playing as well. And you've seen the video and it's like happening at the same time. M- music paired with the video, you're just like completely awestricken and... Um, I just remember immediately being captivated by the drums because they come in so heavy and thunderous, and it's like almost tribal. You know, these like weird little haunting ghostly synth parts come in, and it's like over this deep, dark, heavy minor chord. And you're anticipating maybe like a Depeche mode, like dark, deep voice to come through, like at any minute, but all of a sudden you hear Kate Bush's vocals come in. It doesn't hurt me. do yeah,
2: yeah, you wanna feel how it feels? Yeah,
1: yeah, I immediately felt like I was listening to like a kid and like a a woman like all in one very childlike but very maternal at the same time i feel like you feel like relieved when the chorus happens because you're like okay this is this is when you're supposed to start feeling like a little bit of hope
0: I I love that image of, like, the child and the mother kind of captured in that song. Right. You know, because I feel like um, that can be a central tension of adulthood is, like, how to
1: to parent your inner child. And when you're young, you don't really... (laughs) You just think adulthood is something that people tell you about. You know, oh, when you grow up, you just get a job, and then you start a family, and that's it. But then when you are entering adulthood... You're like, oh, it's definitely not as, you know, all it's cracked up to be. There's <laughs> adulthood is is maybe, yes, like some of those traditional things. But then there's all these like these real like deep psychological hardships, I guess, you have to face like you have to struggle with the idea of existence and like who we are and what role we're playing and um, who we're supposed to love or who we're not supposed to love and uh, how we choose and so i think like this song really does capture that you know just the difference between like being like a young child to being like an adult and um trying to figure out the best way to maneuver through those difficult parts of life
0: It sounds like the song came to you at a good time musically, but that also maybe it came to you at a good time just like general life-wise.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think like, I mean, I know artists use this word a lot. It was a very pivotal time in my life. And uh, <laughs> that word, pivotal, um, I was like 20, 24 or 25. I really can't remember. It was so long ago, but I just turned 31. So, you know, it kind of just feels like, a long time (laughs) and uh I I think when you're that age you have a lot of people telling you like okay you have to make a choice now you know you can't just like sit on the sidelines anymore you have to jump into something you have to choose like the question for me was do I finish school do I uh just keep sticking it out in the workforce which I was you know I was doing various oddball jobs you know waitressing so being a a legal assistant to being like a real estate assistant just doing all these things just so I could feel like I was maybe being accepted in like the normal working adult world and then that was also up against this other side of my life which was an artist you know who still kind of believed in her art and some other people maybe did too so I had like voices on the left telling me like keep keep pushing through, keep making art, and uh, don't give up. And then the other voice was saying, like, you better uh, figure out a plan if this does not work because you're going to be, like, up a creek soon. And um, this song came into my world, like, right when I was the most conflicted, and uh, I really needed something to just give me that extra little boost.
2: Come on, Angel, come, on, come on.
0: sounds like in a lot of ways that at this time in your life when you needed it in your mid-20s Kate Bush and her approach to music kind of gave you like a green light.
1: Am I right? Absolutely absolutely like like before I heard this song I was really involved in like the folk community you know just strumming an acoustic guitar and writing like Patty Griffin style folk slash bluegrass songs and Obviously, there's nothing wrong with that. And I was having a lot of fun. But I think like, there was a part of me that thought, Oh, this is what I do. I can't do anything else. You know, like I was, this is my genre, I feel like at home here. And I think I reached a point where maybe I was looking for something more, you know, just like a different way to express um, my artistry. And I feel like Kate Bush, In a weird, indirect way, she, like, told me, like, hey, you know, it's okay if you, like, start trying to write in this way, right? And I had already sort of made that transition uh, just by writing a song that the person had compared her work to. You know, it just all was sort of pointing to the fact that it was time to challenge myself a little and, you know, just reinvent my whole deal (laughs) my whole vibe (laughs) can i ask what song it was that the that that person
0: compared to kate bush
1: oh well uh it's a song called tacit and it was written while i was in this band called my russian princess and we played it like a couple of times and it had a very similar like why I just thought it was kind of weird that I had written a song that was essentially channeling her and I didn't even know her music or her work by any means. This was just possibly the best compliment I'd ever received, you know, once I had realized who he was talking about. I feel like it was a little sign from the universe. You know, music came to me, like, a lot of the time just accidentally. So I think this couldn't have happened at a better time when I was just... Literally like a goalie standing in a goalie box, like, all right, just kick a ball to me, like I'm ready, like I'm ready for the next thing that's gonna unlock this new territory of of musical expression that I didn't know existed. I just feel like this this song, this song, (laughs) (laughs) literally changed that and and brought me like a whole new whole new world of you know musical thought and expression. I think in the most humble way that I can say, um, she helped me, like, just kind of grant myself the authorization to to move into this, like, unexplored territory, you know, that can be maybe a little dangerous, but also just so, like, <laughs> liberating.
0: So when you describe Kate Bush's music, and, and specifically Running Up That Hill it's kind of the same like where it's like very open and I haven't really heard anything like it before that is actually the way that I feel when I listen to No Thank You by Zeta Jewel which we've been playing a ton here at the station yeah it's a little wonky and but I but I I like it because for that very same reason where it's like huh I haven't heard
1: this before okay cool Let's, <laughs> what is this You're totally on to where I think you're on (laughs) to. Like, (laughs) yes, I I was very much influenced by, I mean, running up that hill is just like phase one of my dedication to her Uh, because I began to explore like all that she had to offer. And again, like made me feel like I had permission to kind of go there and maybe like make people feel a little uncomfortable. Um, and actually when matt and i decided to make this record this six song record we each wrote our own songs and we just kind of put them together so no thank you is all me like it's the the vocal transformer and like the low octaves and the high octaves and everything and then you know on matt's song <gasps> wait, wait 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 what what yeah huh? yeah that's yeah. all you yeah. i thought that was matt no no it's all me I started- Like I kind of, um, I wanted to channel the, the whole, you know, idea that like you can take a, a female voice and crank it down and make it sound like really freaking, uh, I don't even know. Just like scary is the only word that I can think of. I just like, I like when songs can be like kind of cutesy, but then you have, there's this, this scary element to it. Well, I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like you
0: heard Kate Bush at just the right, just the right moment, man. Yeah.
1: I did. Yeah. Yeah. She celebrates like the rest of the human experience, joy, depression, fear, spirituality, anger and love and all the things that we just aren't supposed to feel like God willing. We feel all of these things as we go through life. And, um, you know, I think like that's what's so cool about this song is she's she's just saying like wherever there's conflict, you have to try to put yourself in that person's shoes or else you're never going to appreciate like their voice and who they are and um, I think this song is is a really great guide to help you realize that we are all humans and we all want to be heard and we all have our feelings for one I mean I feel like I'm Mr. Rogers now but just like everyone has feelings and sometimes it's hard to communicate those feelings with other people and um I think maybe Kate Bush was just trying to say like hey like let's try to let's try to get through this by like understanding each other
3: me. It's uh, Cigarettes and Chocolate Milk, Rufus Wainwright. You know, that's the song that kind of just changed my whole world.
2: Cigarettes and chocolate milk. These are just a couple of my cravings. Everything it seems I like's a little bit stronger, a little bit thicker, a little bit harmful for
3: I think what struck me is uh, the way he, first of all, the way he sang. I I have never heard a voice like that, not in pop music, at least. And then just the bold lyrics, like, he fits the phrase jelly beans into the song and it's so poetic and beautiful, just kind of clicked in my head as a writer, like, there's no limit to what words you can use, it doesn't, you don't have to, you know, play it safe, necessarily. You can play it safe and make it cool but you can also say if I should buy jelly beans I have to eat them all in just one sitting and you can sing it in a way perform it in a way that's uh, beautiful and yeah that's that's kind of the immediate striking thing to me about that song it's like you can put jelly beans in a song uh, you can put anything in a song I was probably 17, so I had kind of like played drums and guitar and was in the band choir. But I I was just starting to kind of take seriously the idea of uh, studying classical voice, and you know, I also loved all my pop music and stuff. And then, you know, Rufus Wainwright comes along and just kind of Merges those two worlds together for me, and uh, it was just yeah, mind blowing.
0: And so, for you, you you kind of lived in these two worlds when you were a kid, you which you thought were really separated, right? Like, right there was the world of rock and roll and right. then there's the world of like classical technical music. Right. Um, were you leaning one way or the other at the time?
3: Not really. I ended up studying classical music for a time, but it's something I really fell out of love with as far as performing goes. Cause I don't, I'm, I wasn't good enough, honestly. And, um, You know, I've always just, I've always loved both. I I didn't want to lean one way. I felt like classical music, oh, maybe I can find a career or something, which eh, wasn't really in the cards. But, uh, you know, eventually I just came back to kind of these, like, three to four minute song structures. Um, But, you know, Rufus and this song really, like, show me, you don't have to choose, you know? You can let your weird experimental classical influences in. You can let your, you know, punk rock or your Freddie Mercury's in. It can all be there, and, and you know, that's, that's what that song gave me. You hear a song like that and then I spend my next three years uh, kind of like trying to be Rufus Wainwright, you know, just trying to, oh, I got to do this classical pop thing and really, f- you know, but, you know, I'm never going to have those like music theory chops that he has. It's, it doesn't come naturally to me. I'm, I'm all ears. Um, so it was a long journey to make peace um, with the fact that, you know, that's that's not who I am even though it has inspired me probably more than anything else ever like i can't do that because i'm just that's not where my talent is you know i honestly like still don't really know what i do um i think it it took me a long time to just say to myself okay the the only thing that's important is that you write something that's honest you know even if you're playing a character or something you know y- you want it to feel honest or be honest and uh write a fun song and find a cool way to play it. You know, I, I, it's hard, you know, and, and part of what's so great about this song, the song is literally about being lost as a person, being addicted to things and all this, all the dark stuff. And, um, that's kind of what I take away from it is it's okay to be lost. And it's okay to be confident about being lost. You know, you can write it into your songs. You don't need to be a songwriter and give people advice and be like oh this is how you should live and go to the mountaintop and meditate and all this stuff you know it's like well maybe the introspection is is a little more important and you can admit your flaws and and do it in a beautiful way so
0: realization that, like, the thing that you're looking for in music, the thing that people are looking for in music, is, like, not someone telling
3: you what to do, but someone just showing you what it means to be human? Right, exactly. All about the human experience, and all about introspection, and that comes through when when you hear something that's this honest, where you're just like, wow, this, this person is telling me their darkest secrets right now. Like, that's a really beautiful thing, you know? It's, uh, you know, that sort of willingness to share is more inspiring to me than anybody like trying to tell me that they're kind of like, Hey, you know, you should be like me. She's like, eh, don't be like me. That's inspiring to me. <laughs>
0: you know. Like I said before, Zeta Jewel recorded their latest EP, always looking up entirely on their smartphones, which is fascinating to me because it does not sound like it was recorded on a smartphone. And I definitely wanted to hear more about that process.
3: We've we've both always been lo-fi people because it's, like, necessity. You know, it's, like, everything is so expensive. I don't really have the $500 to spend a few hours in the studio. and And with us, too, it's, like, we kind of write as we record, generally. So it's, like, even more so. We don't have that sort of time to make these, like, beautiful crisp recordings. So, and it took us years and years and years, but we got to this place where, well, you know, like, these, like, little phone recordings if we had maybe a mastering engineer to kind of pull out some of the subby bass and make the high end feel a little nicer i think actually that that it's listenable at the very least it's fun to listen to at the very least um but yeah that's uh that's what we do
0: wow Do you use, like, little mics that you plug in, or do you just sing directly into the phone? It's it literally depend?
3: into the iPhone. It's There's no – this is zero dollars other than our phone bills worth of equipment here. Well, I guess these are technically, like, $1,000, but you pay them with your phone bill. So, uh, yeah, it, no, zero equipment, zero budget, um, you know, software that came with the phone. Um, yeah, it's just straight into the phone, and that <laughs> that's it, yeah.
0: Are, what about recording instruments?
3: I think that uh, probably everything you hear on the EP, at least, is uh, digital. Um, like it all comes some,
0: from within GarageBand on your I phone? I think...
3: M- I'm not totally sure. Uh, at least 99%. I think there might be a couple samples thrown in there. Like, I recorded some weird Japanese television program and threw in some children voices. On, you know, that sort of thing. There's So there's samples, but... Tonally, I think it's all digital. I think it's all within the, the app. You yeah. just blew my mind.
0: <laughs> wow. Because it sounds really good. So, Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you.
3: Well, the cops boys are trying to pass as punks. They pay to get their hair exactly how they want it cut. They open up the door and they just work, 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 work the room. But the cops boys are running out of luck
0: you said that you you record as you write do you find that it's easier to capture like an honest feeling when you're getting it all down as it comes out
3: i definitely do i think um you know we, we also we'll have our songs that we wrote on guitars and stuff and we'll attempt to record those as well um but when you're kind of doing it all at once there's just a spontaneity that doesn't come in in any other situation you know um so, you know, I I don't know if it's more honest or what or what it is, but there's definitely that spontaneity where it's just like, all right, I'm just going to do this in a couple hours. I'm going to write a whole song. I'm going to record everything. I'm going to mix it all. Let's just do this. It's going to be fun. Make it weird and spontaneous. Let's do it.
0: It's I mean, it's technically different from cigarettes and chocolate milk, but it's kind of still the same thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> This is No Thank You from Zeta Jewel's new record, Always Looking Up. See? Doesn't it totally sound like it was recorded in a studio? Doesn't sound like it was recorded on a phone. Or maybe it does. Because, you know, it was. And it's really good! If you want to find out more about Zeta Jewel, and I feel like after listening to Megan and Matt, you totally do, then you can check out their My KUTX Guest DJ set, You'll find a link to that on the show notes page for this episode on KUTX or on the podcast app. And you can also find a Spotify playlist there where you can hear all the songs we referenced in this episode all the way through. And if you live in Austin, well, they're going to be in our live performance studio, Studio 1A, tomorrow, November 29th at 8 p.m. for a KUTX After Hours set. If you live in Austin, you should totally come and party with us here at the station. And if you can't make it down, even if you live out of town, you can listen to the session online at KTX.org. If you don't catch it tomorrow night, well, you can listen to it anytime. Just search our archive for Zeta Jewel. And that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of This Song. This song is a production of KTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced by Art Levy and me, Elizabeth McQueen. The wonderful Nadia Hamdan edited Megan's interview. So good. Thanks to Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it is true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.